0: Welcome to Death Holler. Do you like scary movies? Welcome
1: to Season 3. Slash or pass. There will be laughter, <laughs> tears,
0: <laughs> tender moments. Jeez. Jeez.
1: My son. Special, special boy. But most of all, screams. Remember, when you're in Death Hauler, listener discretion is always
0: advised. We hope you have a killer time.
1: Spoiler. Spoiler. (laughs) Jinx.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Death Holler. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Death. Joining me, as you just heard, is Laurena, my co-host. And when we're not out fighting Kandarian demons, we're recording this podcast for you folks. Um... This is going to be a very spoilerific uh review of uh, Evil Dead Rise. We'll give you kind of our thoughts on whether to watch the movie in and, and the first few minutes. But then after that, uh, and we're going to announce it, spoilers will be possible. And if you don't want to get the movie spoiled for you, then you go watch it and then come back and see what you think as far as like our thoughts matching up with your own.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, when it's called a spoiler review, you just need to be on high alert is what it comes down to. Um, I mean, I love a good spoiler review. I and I'll probably listen. There is one movie I have not watched that there was a there was the first half that was good, and then they're like, okay, we're getting into spoilers, and I still haven't listened to the second half because I still haven't watched the movie, and I don't know which direction I'm going. It's been a few weeks, <laughs> so uh, which movie was that? I'm trying to remember. It's the one with uh, Drax. Um. Something like that. Oh knock at the, the, oh, knock knock at the cabin. cabin. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And I'm hearing good and very good and bad.
0: Um, yeah, the I mean, tangent, but that the thing about that is it's it's M. Night Ding dong, but what you see is what you get. There's no no yeah. twist in that movie. I so did hear that. that. There there's no twist. That's the that is, is the one thing that seems to be the the biggest you know, whether you love it or hate it, because everybody's like, there's no twist. This was just straight up what they said it was. And it's like, okay.
1: Just like most uh, other movies there on
0: the market. Most, most movies. Yeah. He doesn't have to have a gimmick every time.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Um, That's what he was known for a few times, guys. Come on now.
0: <laughs> but again, Donnie G. This is a spoiler <laughs> cast. Anywho, uh, just your thoughts. Uh, should, I mean, Should our viewers, listeners, uh, should they go out and and watch this movie?
1: Uh, It's a it's a slash for me. I think you should go watch it, and I think you should see it in a theater.
0: Um. And that's coming from somebody who swore that she would never watch it again, folks Oh
1: yes, I will never through. absolutely fucking ever watch this movie ever again, but <laughs> you have to see this and you and you have to see it in the theater for the for the utmost of scares, um, I don't know how cause I brought my kids, and I think me and my son just mirrored each other like our feet were up. uh my hand was across my mouth. I wish I had my husband here right now to tell. You guys, what he witnessed, because I had my hand across my mouth the entire time because to prevent me from screaming or to prevent theater people from having to hear me scream or make any noise, I was the child you don't want to sit next to. My son did really well. I didn't hear him, and we were lucky we had a wall behind us um, before it went to the next row of people. I think that's good that they're starting to do that because you get a lot of people that I don't know, maybe they're a little more annoying. you don't want to sit directly behind them, see them move, squirm, do a bunch of stuff. So I had comfort in that, but um, other than that, yeah, I was um, I was so I was clenching so tight through the whole movie that I actually was sweating. like I left with a bunch of back sweat. I didn't even have the seat heaters on because my <laughs> body was I was never comfortable in that movie at all. so uh...
0: And, then, and, and on my side of it, and this is not to say that I dislike the movie, because I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, but there was one point where I, I caught myself drifting off. So, oh, shit! Um, <laughs> that's lack of sleep more than anything, but still, it's yeah. like, I, you but, know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, uh, as far as, like, the, the scares go, Smile actually got me worse, but, you know, as far as, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, but... yeah. Um, I did enjoy this. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there because this is not a spoiler. And I feel like this will ruin the movie for you if you go in there thinking this. The cabin scene that you see in the trailers is a bookend segment. has it nothing is. to do with the rest of the movie. Yes. So,
1: But you need it. You, it, you need it, them. It
0: does help set up a lot. And it actually sets up, you know, a possible you know, path going forward. So... It serves a purpose, but just know that if you're going into it, it's like, oh shit, they went back to the cabin, and no, yeah. this is a uh, this is an apartment building. That's where you're going to spend all of your movie at. So, and I'm be kinda, aware of that.
1: I like that. Did you like the setting? Uh,
0: the apartment building. I like how they set it up. Yes, I think um, yeah. And, we'll get into in the spoiler part of it, but I do like the addition to the lore that they came up with, because I mean, you know, going back to the original movies, uh, you know, they always set up the fact there was only one book and, you know, and that sort of thing. So they, they added some things, but, um, I, here's the thing for folks out there. And this goes to what Uranus was talking about. This is not the original evil dead. All the goofiness with ash that, you know, that people love, it is not there. This is more like the Fede Alvarez uh, remake, uh, but it doesn't seem to be directly connected to the remake. So take that as you know how you will. And if you're a fan of the remake, just be aware that I think the gore, even though it's there, and believe me, it's it's there's some real gore in it. Uh, I don't feel like it's ratcheted up as much as the remake was. I did you feel the same way, or do you even remember the remake? I
1: can't compare it to the remake, and I was going to ask you if we have to watch it because I saw on the Dog Dies website that the dog dies.
0: Uh, what are you talking about, in the remake? In the
1: remake. Uh, it's a
0: 2013 remake. I don't even remake. remember that part, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, they said I it was really this, well the...
1: done. Like They didn't physically show the dog getting beat to death.
0: Okay, yeah, that's probably what, it, what happens in it. Um, the remake shows a lot more body mutilation, and that's not a spoiler for that movie. It's, it's just there. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like this movie really amped that up as much, uh, but what gore was in it was for the gore hounds out there. It, it, it was serviceable. So. Yeah.
1: Um, um, trying to think. You know, the thing that it was for me and that doesn't bother you is I don't think possession bothers you. It gets me big time.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. That's another trigger warning. I had somebody else ask me, they's like, if I'm really put off by demon possession movies, even, and, and this person said that they actually love the, the previous trilogy, uh, if they, you know, or the originals, it because of I guess the humor and everything and the way they portrayed the deadites, would they, you know, would this movie be any good for them? And I watched it. and I'm like, no, in fact, I mean, it, it's more along the lines. If that stuff triggers you, then I would uh, even, you know, quoting that TikTok meme of the, pre- the you know, the black preacher. It's like, hell to the no, to the no, yeah. no, no, don't watch this.
1: Yeah. It
0: is definitely demon possession.
1: Yeah, and the thing about it is, and um, I, I can't say that for any other, for any other Evil Dead movie, it's just like them. They don't fucking stop.
0: No, I mean, and it, yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 this. It's the same, but I mean, it, it's it's more. I mean, like I said, they don't play up any of the goofiness of it like the original trilogy did. It's yeah. all <clears throat> like you're in this world, and it's you know. I mean, there's really no relief from the you know what's going on.
1: There isn't. My body, which, my body got a full workout from sitting and <laughs> clenching the entire time uh so while that is I I do like being scared like I left the theater shaking it was if you can't handle your possessions and I absolutely cannot I I don't recommend it (laughs) like I have to be
0: honest yeah it's it's definitely along those lines um as far as me like I said that I I don't know it's I I, ghost movies tend to to do that more for me than possession movies, and this is definitely along the line of possession. So I was just like, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, But as far as whether I, before we get into the spoilers, would I, you know, do I recommend it? Hell yeah, go watch Mm -hmm. it. I mean, it's it's good. You know, there's no reason not to if you're a horror fan. I mean, we'll get into some of the complaints people are having a little bit in the spoiler cast, but. I don't feel there is blatant or as warranted as some of these folks are bringing out. And some of them are just outright wrong and like political ideology. I feel like as far as like what they're trying to bring up with regards to the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is not a spoiler, but uh, neither one of us feels like it's woke. I mean, no. despite some of the claims out there. So if you hear that and that kind of turns you off and I realize why you would be turned off by that because Lord knows we've got too many woke fucking movies destroying, you know, everything that it's entertainment. It doesn't have, I mean, there might be woke elements to the movie, but they're not, they're not blatant and they don't force them upon you. It's all about the horror and it's all about the the lore of the the movie. They don't, they don't preach to you like some of these new movies do.
1: I feel like the preachiest thing that there was (laughs) in the movie, and this is definitely not a spoiler, so don't worry, is uh, I saw the daughter making a sign for high school that said, make earth cool again
0: oh yeah that was so funny shit yeah that, like teenagers do they think that they're going to you know somehow change the world like with some little sign that they might yeah yeah that's, that's just the thing so that was the but uh, that was actually, the only
1: thing in the film that i saw that i was like shut the fuck up
0: <laughs> it's it's actually funny because when we do the nightmare on elm street uh podcast uh next Uh, which is going to be for you folks uh, four through six Uh, i have included alone in the dark with that just to kind of go back because that's one of new lines first movies and there is a scene in that movie where one of the main characters is a nuclear war or nuclear arms protester and it's the same kind of bullshit but just done in the 80s you know it's like you know uh, you can't hug with nuclear arms that's that whole thing you know my god
1: (laughs) don't believe me Uh, just watch (laughs)
0: But we both recommend it, even if Uranus is not going to ever watch it again. Nope. So, uh, and with that, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. And please, for the love of God, Donnie G, stop listening <laughs> if you plan on watching this goddamn movie.
1: Yeah, sorry. Right. We're only, I don't even know how many minutes we're into recording and, and he's going to be like, but, but wait. And it's like, no, we, we have to get to the good stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: um, all right. Now that we're in spoilers. I enjoy the fact that they expanded the lore in this movie, and I love the fact of how it was how the book was introduced in this. What did you think about that?
1: I thought they did really well. It was a little it was an earthquake, and, and Los Angeles. They they picked a good location. One, they picked a good location for what we were dealing with in terms of poverty. You could tell that the family was in a little bit of poverty. They were it was a single mom household. With three kids, um, although I don't see how a woman like her could afford even the apartment she was living in. Um, but I digress. I, you know, we don't live Which the whole story. is
0: Completely ridiculous because here I am on the, you know, living where I live at, you know, in Eastern Kentucky, and I'm watching and it and I see that shithole apartment, and I'm I'm thinking I'm like uh yeah, with a with a woman like that she should be able to afford like a you know some uh, at least like a you know three bedroom ra- nice ranch house somewhere but you know that is bitch you thought <laughs> that's the difference in cost of living folks i mean
1: well and here's the thing is that apartment <laughs> was huge if you look at it it was Ja- yeah, it was a shitty apartment. Don't get me wrong. The building was run down, but that apartment was huge. It allotted each kid. Well, no, there was a bunk. No, there was. Was there a bunk in one of the bedrooms?
0: The two of the girls shared a room, okay. yes, okay. I, I believe. So,
1: but look it. There was... Well, it, it
0: was a friend size apartment. From yeah. Like that, oh yes, from the it TV was. Huge
1: living room. There was a separate room just for the son to have uh, a fucking DJ center because I mean that wasn't his bedroom. That was literally just a room where he did his music and DJing. Uh, okay. So yeah, I mean the bathroom was huge and nice. Now again they and they didn't do a good job. Yes, the apartment in general looked like a shitty. Excuse me, the apartment building was shitty, but that's pretty nice compared to how shitty it can get. Now, that being said, I would think an apartment like that in Los Angeles would probably run about three grand a month or more, probably more because of its size
0: ridiculous.
1: Yes. So I just to give you a perspective and for anyone listening that is from California, I mean you do kind of have to see you can kind of tell from the from just from if you watch the the preview alone for this or the trailer, you can see the bathroom, you could see the kitchen. Some of the stuff is a little bit state of the art and maybe she had accomplished that a little bit while, you know, she was married. So okay, great, but yeah, and I'm. I, you have to assume by the movie, too, that she's a tattoo artist.
0: Is that what she was doing? Because I couldn't figure out what her job was. I know she was m- making, like, this, you know, this kind of needle-like device, but I, I guess she might have been a tattoo. I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't really, because, I mean, she was using pretty... I mean, she, the, the the older, like, equipment that she was hooking up to to, like, power the, the, the needle gun or whatever it was, like, yeah. she, <clears throat> it seemed like she was more of, like, a tech expert of some sense, the way that she was, like, applying all that with the soldering iron and all that.
1: Uh, it's possible. Uh, it, it is possible. Um, they just didn't do a good job, but it, it was, it didn't matter at the end of the day. I did see yeah, that. The- the son in the in the movie, which we'll talk about, you know, him, uh, he looked like a 12-year-old kid, kind of like a tall 12-year-old kid and had yeah. tattoos. And so I couldn't tell if this kid was, was a kid and the mom just gave him tattoos. She wasn't exactly the best mom. Um, she was very, let my kids no. be free, you know, uh, which to a degree, okay, whatever, but- I couldn't tell if the kid was of age or just a kid with tattoos because his mom was a tattoo artist.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a fair point. I I wasn't paying attention to that to be to be really honest with you because, like, I mean, I was just like, okay, they're they're setting this up that she's you know, and and I knew that that little device that she was making would come into effect yeah. somewhere else. Uh, But when it was specifically with the lore that I'm talking about that I thought was interesting was they set it up that, like, these Catholic priests or whatever back in, like, the 20s um, had a very – and which just goes back to the original movies and and what it was originally based on anyways – had a very H.P. Lovecraft feel because you had these these, these priests that are found – found the Necronomicon or at least a version. Cause I think they established in this movie, there was three, if I was remembering right, if I, if I heard it right, because it's, it's playing on the, on this record that the, the sun is, is playing and they did it very well with like the, the scratchiness of the record and all that. Oh yeah. And how he had, and how he had to actually spin it by hand to get it to the right, you know, tempo, so that it didn't, cause I mean, the modern player wouldn't play it at the right speed, but um it, it was like they 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 mentioned something about there was three versions of the Necronomicon, which basically set up the fact that ash should still be in this universe because his version was one of the three okay. and they but they found one and they basically uh it was entombed within this like uh underground vault that was that re- released by the earthquake as we were discussing earlier and i just lo- love how the 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 vault was like hidden underground. I mean, that, you know, it, it makes, you know, I could see that under a city, you know, set up like that. Yeah. How it was, and I like how there was all the religious, you know, uh, icon or, you know, iconography and all that, like, sim, you know, the tokens or whatever to protect or ward off the evil spirits. Uh, they had like the Latin written in the background over top of the, the basically it's like a, what, it's not a mausoleum, but whatever the, the the area that was holding the uh the necronomicon they had like sanctum whatever behind it like in latin like you yeah. know these uh, prayers over it and i just love that whole setup it was like okay this is like a good uh way to kind of establish that you know they they didn't have a way to defeat the necronomicon or, or do anything with it so they had to just wall it off and then you know the the kid finds it because he gets the snooping or whatever because he sees the ground's broken up after the earthquake. Um, Yeah.
1: Um, it looked, it's weird because it looked like a mausoleum and then all the crosses hanging above it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was, and then they had
0: like the, uh, they had the medallions of whatever saint you know, there to kind of St. Christopher or whoever, you know, like on top of it too. And, um, I got a question though. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it is well established that nothing in this movie, hold on, I gotta let my demon dog out, give me a second. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so it's established in almost all the films that there's really nothing that can stop this force, and it you get that a lot from the record plane where it reminded me a lot of resident evil. Oh, God, which resident evil, maybe the first one where you get the diary of the person who had released this, you know, I don't know, monstrosity mm-hmm. and General's It's like, well, it's doom for me. Like I've been here for X amount of times and this is what's happening. And that person eventually turns into a zombie. I'm sure this priest ended up just dying. Uh, Cause I don't know that we finally got to the end of what happened to him, but he was
0: no. But, but- oh, god! Yeah, the final recording by him. He he says that um, you know he talks about how the people who were infected, all the other priests that that tried to help him. They ended up, I mean, he dismembered them, which is what, you know, has been established since, you know, the very first movie that that's, you know, dismemberment. But he even went so far as to say that they, the dismembered pieces were still alive, which, you know, they showed in the movie at the end. And so he said that there's really no way to ever defeat it. And of course this is this last part is being played. By one of the main characters, you know, who's a dead out at this point, and like you know, using her like elongated yes. fingernails, like you know which was pretty cool. that
1: was creepy. I didn't like that. It was so good though. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that being said, okay, you really can't defeat it because even when you dismember, it's gonna find another body to jump into, which which is by the way, that's 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 um that's rape. You entered into that person's body without permission.
0: You're talking about a series that has a tree rape scene. So, that is I mean, true. You're just...
1: <laughs> that is true. Okay. Anyways, possession in general is that is How did they? Okay. What? I'm trying to put into words. Okay. So they, they had it in this mausoleum that it's funny. Well, mausoleum type situation where it's in this, I don't know, tomb of some sort. And there's a crack just big enough to reach. Oh, I guess the crack would be from the earthquake. Anyways, yeah, that it was from said, the
0: earthquake. Yeah.
1: What did the priests? How did it get there? How did they think they were going to keep anything from getting to it? Were they trying? They, I mean, they weren't trying to keep normal people from getting to it because they had the crosses and everything.
0: They their thought was is that if they sealed off the Necronomicon, mm-hmm. um, that they that it's influence and they sealed it off all that religious iconography that that it would seal off its influence and not summon more kandarian demons okay so that, that i mean that, that 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 was there because they couldn't stop it so they that it was and they knew the necronomicon was part of the force summoning the demons yeah so they you know they they thought if they they basically you know sealed it up that they could do that with it Okay, and it and it kind of fits the established lore in the series because it's the disappearance of the Necronomicon from part two and the three that kind of like you know removes the demonic threat because it gets all sucked back in time, and then Ash has the option, has the opportunity to completely destroy them, or you know to, to use the Necronomicon as or to do like a binding on it or something like that, but he fucks up the spell. Uh, when he originally picks it up and unleashes the Necronomicon, you know, demon stuff to begin with. So it's kind of (laughs) like he's both the one who's supposed to end it, and he's the one that starts it at the same time.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that it is known, and I'd be surprised if at this point nobody knew. I haven't watched every single, like, Evil Dad movie. Uh, I did watch a little bit of Ash versus Evil Dad uh I've seen obviously the original Evil Dead. I don't know if I've seen part 2. I think I have. Um Part 2
0: is just a remake of the first but with more humor added. Mm, that's that's literally it. Yeah, okay. Um, it's 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 actually a good movie. It's just I mean it's literally a a, a bigger budget, you know, redo of the first movie because but they do They do go through at the end of part one, the demon land or you know, makes its way into Ash. So you think, okay, or even our hero gets possessed. Yeah. But in two, they establish that he is a chosen one because he's the only person who who has ever fought the demonic presence back off. Yeah. And was able to regain his own humanity again. Which is Um,
1: interesting. Yeah. Um, and what I wanted to start with in terms of this conversation of me not seeing all the movies is Let's start with the book. What did we think about the look of the book? Because you started off with how, it, how we got to the book. It was a Los Angeles earthquake that rattled seemingly just the area of where they're at, which is this shitty rundown apartment building, which, by the way, is getting condemned.
0: It's getting condemned, and they're going to level it. Yeah. That's yeah. what they've said. It stayed in the movie.
1: So that's where we're at. What did we think about the look of the book? Before we even get into the look of the demon.
0: So here's my two thoughts about the book. A, the original book, the one that Ash found, and uh-huh. uh, also in the remake, is cooler just because it has the face on it. You can clearly tell it's made out of human flesh, like, yeah. you know, they've established. This one was interesting because it had teeth to the, you know, that like bound it together which is not like the established uh, it's not like the established lore for the other necronomicon which i guess is you know why it's like the second of the three books yeah and i looked at the I, but but the actual look of the book itself it just had like some it looks like some veins or something across it so it was not as impressive as far as the actual like book face itself but the teeth that were binding up the side of it that required blood to actually open up the book now that was a cool addition I thought
1: yeah I wasn't too impressed by the book I thought the teeth looked very it looked very plasticky to me but I thought the pages of the book itself and the way they sounded when they turned really did sound like human skin
0: like if I would if you were
1: to think of a book made out of human skin that's what I would imagine it sounded like
0: yeah, it was, it was definitely, I mean, it had like, if nothing else, like an animal skin, like lamb skin or yeah. something like that, like texture to it. Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Um, I yeah. would go on the record to say that in terms of books, I would say that the book from the original Hocus Pocus looked better. <laughs>
0: I would agree with that. Yeah, but just become, On the but it's also but that book is also very much in the vein of like the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. Yes. So it kind of fits from the original Evil Dead, I should say. Yeah. So, I mean, it it kind of fits that way.
1: Okay. So now we've got this kid that it's always some dumb kid that after an earthquake decides to go underground because he sees a vault, and long story short, he sees some cool shit. He finds some records. He's a DJ, so they establish the story very well. Or he's he's an up and coming DJ. He wants to be a DJ, and yeah, yeah. he goes underground. Dumbest shit ever. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, well, no person in California would they- do that
0: they set up a good reason why he initially we're down there because they established it was a bank vault. They established his mom was broke. Oh yeah. And that his mom had no money. So they didn't know where they were going to be living at here at the end of the month, whenever they were condemning the building. So in theory, he was going down there to see if there was any old money that was in that vault so that he could maybe like use that to like get yeah. another situation.
1: True. True. Okay. So he goes down there. He gets it. Despite hearing weird shit, he gets the book. We see the book. We've just talked about it. Um, it did not take long for the mom to get fucking possessed.
0: No, it's but it's it like gets the original it. movies that way. Yeah. I mean, and I'll give them this: the original movies, the 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 person in the group, both in the remake and in the original movie, who ends up finding the the book, is is work has worse motivations than the kid does because they literally go down the basement they find a book there and a tape recording and due to sheer curiosity they play it and that's and you know and then they fuck everything up yeah the kid had the curiosity so that matches but he also had a reason to go down that's true which was a little bit a little bit more altruistic than just like hey we're fucking around anyways why not you know
1: they set it up really well Uh, yeah definitely um question would you out of curiosity if you were in Some cool-ass cabin. The Scooby gang gets together. They do that trip they finally want to do, and it's a nice (laughs) cabin, not a run-down-looking cabin, okay? We made it, and we have a decent-looking cabin, and we find something like that. Are you doing it out of curiosity?
0: Fuck no. Fuck
1: no. Exactly.
0: I've seen seen too many horror movies. I'm not
1: doing
0: that. We don't fuck around with uh, Ouija boards around here, so we're not going to fuck around with that stuff either.
1: We're all going to go home if somebody whips out one of those, so. (laughs) I don't care if you call your dick a Ouija board. If you whip it out, I'm going home.
0: Um i will say though i mean that would be the book the tape recording and the records a different story yeah. because my curiosity would be pe- and that's the one that gets you in trouble because that's the one that actually summons a demon to yes. begin with. because that's the one that's got the incantations on it yeah so
1: which is why i'm very hesitant about over. playing it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i didn't i didn't like it uh, i did i did cover my ears when they were playing it that's how good that's how effective This movie was, is that I really felt in my heart that by covering my ears, I was protecting myself.
0: Um, you you need to go back and watch the remake sometime because the remake has the same thing, but done like in a tape form, and it would probably have the same effect on you. It's I've it's definitely seen the
1: second one if there's a tape involved because I remember a tape being involved. Well, wait, didn't the first one have a tape, or what was the first the, the one? The very
0: original had a tape, but okay. I'm saying the remake is very close to it, but, it, it's, but it's like this movie. It's yeah. like, I mean, everything you hated about this movie as far as the demonic stuff – The remake has that and probably worse, I would say, to be honest with you. So, um, but yeah, the possession of the mother is really quick going back to your, your statement there. And, but I kind of feel like it is in all these movies anyways. I mean, it's like, I was really, I thought for a second they were going to do like, they've, they've had the tree rape scene in Mm -hmm. like both the original movie. Uh, I think they might've shown like a scene of it in part two or something similar and in the remake, they they definitely had it. I thought they were going to do that again with the mom in this one, yeah, elevator because they had the, the 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 cords like the electrical cords like snaking around her. And I thought for sure they were going, but they they didn't. They, yeah. they held off on doing that this time, they which is a uh, yeah.
1: They separated know, it from it, the others.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's a good change, I mean, or bad change, depending upon your point of view, but it's definitely a change from all the other movies that way.
1: Yeah, why did they have Uh, to chain her up like that if there wasn't going to be? Now, the actress herself did say, she made it appear that, look, I was in this to win it. She's just a model. She's not even really an actress. And she was like, look, if they had done it, I would have, but...
0: She's primarily known as uh, Princess Oslog from uh, the Vikings TV series. Oh, so she, she has done that. that.
1: Okay, the article I read didn't yeah. didn't even talk about that, to be honest with you. She's really happy to do this horror film. And she did say, she's like, I'm glad they didn't do the rape scene, but she made it seem like, but if they did, I would have done it, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, she, so getting into that, I mean, because we're just going to scattershot with this stuff. And I mean, we might as well discuss it. Her as an actress, I mean, and I want your thoughts on this here in a second, but here's my thoughts on her. She did a really good job conveying the scenes, and I will say this. I think she's at, or conveying the character, and I think she's actually one of the best dead I've seen in a movie, uh, even counting the remake, because she was like the portrayal that she went with, and I, a creature in a meat, suit that they really know how to control so every time that she moved it was like it wasn't moving the way that a person more like a skinwalker movement well you know, it yeah was like and they broke, her, well, they broke and then, like, all her fucking bones because like you know it, it, Yeah. Well they they broke her bones, but I'm saying like even outside of that, whenever you see her move, it's like she's only like it's like she's only using the part of her body that's necessary for the the movement at the time. It's like she's not like a human would whenever you see everything working, you know, like in tandem or whatever, because that's how our brains are operating. It's like, no, this creature is like some is some being that doesn't has never had a physical form, so it's just using the parts it needs to, to get her moving at the time. And I thought that was a really neat way to portray the Dead Eye. Oh,
1: definitely. Okay, wait, hold on one second. Um,
0: the one thing I was going
1: to. Oh no, you're good. You can continue talking.
0: Okay, the one thing I was going to say that I don't uh, necessarily, I uh, didn't necessarily like, was at times. And I don't know, I don't know if this actress. I, I didn't look to see. I mean, I guess I can pull that up here in a second. Uh, it was hard to understand her a few times in the movie, and I was trying really hard to listen to her, but it was like she was slurring her words, and not not so much from just the effect of trying to, you know, sound like, you know, like she was demonic, which, I mean, they did that, but it was like almost at times like the the, the way that she said the words was, a, was not like – it was a little out of uh, – you know, it was a little inaudible. Like, it was just, I mean, the it, the way that the words were coming out. So that was the only thing I really had an issue with. But the look and the way that she kind of portrayed the the dead-eyed, I, I thought she did a really good job with it.
1: Yeah. Um. In terms of her speaking, I'm going to say right off the bat, one thing they established, and they did a good job at establishing a lot of things in this film, but then it kind of ebbed and flowed. So, Yes, they did a good job of setting up, but then it wasn't consistent. I don't care. But she had a broken jaw, so when she first started talking, and it was a, it was a demon inside of her okay. that probably had never okay. used words. You, they showed her adjust her broken jaw, and and then okay, once, I missed
0: that part, so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, it was
1: during the bloody omelet scene, which we see in the previews, and she's like, you know, she sounds more clear in the preview, but in the movie, she sounded like. I had a wonderful dream, and she that, repeats it. That's part I didn't it. like. Yeah, this, that. Yeah, and that was her. And then shortly after, she moves her jaw, not with her hands. It's like she adjusts it, you know, like we do when we're popping our jaw or something. I don't know how to explain it. And then you see, oh, that jaw is fucking broken. And by the way, just like this demon has never really walked in a flesh suit before, or meat sack, mm-hmm. if you will, probably have never had to work with a broken jaw either.
0: That's true. So well, I mean, I actually on a repeat view would actually enjoy that, yeah. and actually that would that negative would turn into a positive. And she's from Australia, so that wouldn't be. I mean, even if it was an accent coming through, it w- it wouldn't have been. I mean, because I was thinking because I know she played like a Finnish, you know, princess or whatever on Vikings. I thought it might be like the Finnish accent coming through, but Australian wouldn't have really made that much of a difference to like drag the voice unless she was portraying somebody with a broke jaw. So that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad I could at least fix that part for you. Um, So here's what, okay. I don't remember a lot of scary movies. And I think there's something about that, about me. That's like, if it was super scary and I did find Evil Dead pretty scary. Like I do enjoy it now. I can watch it and not be too terrified. Uh, Possession still scares me. But Evil Dead, I think is a great intro to Possession movies. Really? Uh, It's not too real. And it's definitely comical. But uh, I had forgotten parts of Evil Dead that when I was watching this movie, I kind of started to remember again. And one of the things specifically that got me in this film is the fact that it can possess other people as well on top of the one that's there.
0: Yeah, usually anybody, and and it's inconsistent on who gets, uh, you know, who gets possessed, and that's the one thing that the series has never really established, you know, how, because usually if somebody, you know, their skin (sighs) gets, like, do that, they are possessed or like.
1: Reverend, hang tight for a minute. My internet is acting stupid. And I didn't hear a damn thing you said. Okay. Hold on. That sucked. Because was, I was like, oh, he's getting into it right now. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to mark the time so I can edit this. And then. Okay. So, the like, right after I stopped talking, About how they can possess anybody. And then you started talking, but it really got, let me see, say a few words.
0: I saw you were, I I saw you were frozen. So I figured (sighs) something was up. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, you're better now. So can you please get back into that?
0: Okay, so what I was going to say is, in the original movies, it's, it's pretty inconsistent on um, whether or not, like, who actually gets, you know, possessed by the Deadites, because it's usually, if you're attacked by a Deadite and you've got broken skin of some kind, you know, like, it, it's, it's almost like a virus in the body or something like that. You see the people slowly, you know, like, a, a lot of the characters start getting corrupted, like the daughter did in this movie, where, like, the, the actual place where they were attacked, starts to like you know you get the black you know corruption coming out of it you know kind of goes in the veins and then they they become a dead eye and that that was even established in the original series but it's not it's not consistent because some of the characters like in this movie for instance, like the the final girl um she ends up like getting her leg you know with a cheese grater scene which was pretty graphic you yeah. know actually you know rough to watch uh she gets attacked like that but then she doesn't get corrupted so yeah and the same way with ash there's several times that ash is attacked in the original series and he doesn't i mean he eventually gets hit by a and demon but like only like at, at, not from the corruption of being attacked but later but a lot of the times they showed ash he was getting punched so i mean you know it wasn't like the actual breaking of skin so i don't understand like why her wound didn't necessarily but they set up that she was pregnant so i'm wondering if that will be a thing going forward like you know yeah um you know maybe the, the the baby itself or something is is corrupted
1: here's my theory and apparently i catch more than i think that i do because i always think that i miss key details okay so in terms of the daughter that gets a tattoo to her face by the demon mom uh the mom licked it mm-hmm and so a part of her, you know, t- it's, like, intentional. She intentionally infected that wound, uh, and that's how I think the daughter became one. Everyone else okay. becomes one when they are actually dead because they have no control over their body anymore. They have They have no way to fight it. They're completely dead, which is how everybody else in the hallway, and, yes, folks, lots of fucking brutal deaths through a fucking... Uh, Not keyhole, but a uh, door. Uh, What do they call those? Uh,
0: uh, Yeah, it's a peephole. A peephole.
1: There we go. Uh, Scenes through the peephole, I think, was uh, one of the scariest things I've seen in a while. I think it was also sad because nobody was safe, and there was people that definitely needed help, and... I mean, I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, no one's fucking safe. So, anyways, that being said, though, those people were dead. They had no possession over their own body. So, they couldn't be, they could be possessed because they, there was no soul there to fight. So, there's that.
0: That's true. And
1: the son, like, no, the cheese grate scene, she didn't intentionally infect that. It was, it happened, but she didn't lick it. However... That being said, somebody swallowed an eyeball one time in Evil Dead, also in this film, um, and they became infected. And was that eyeball intentional? Because the daughter, the youngest daughter, who is also a final girl in this movie, as well as the aunt or the sister, which it's weird to say because it's the it's the demon's sister. Excuse me, not the demon, but the pre-demon's sister when she was human. That they get blood all up in them on their face in their mm-hmm you know oh the, the blood. just like
0: ash did in the yeah. original series and
1: they didn't they didn't get like infected by the blood so it's 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 weird it has yeah, to be intentional
0: yeah that, that's what i'm saying it, it's it's kind of an inconsistency but you just roll with it with these yeah. movies and i agree with you like the any dead body is a potential vessel for a dead eye so it's it's not going to, i mean so that made sense um that scene where she like tears the guy's eye out and then like spits in the other one i mean that's a good nod to the yeah. original movie <laughs> where uh, henrietta's eye gets like stomped out and then lands in somebody's mouth but at the same time um it was brutal Like, I mean, that was a brutal scene, like, and you mentioned something I want to get back to Uh, the the Sam Raimi-esque camera angles, especially the peephole scene. I love that in this movie. They were very artistically done. Like, I mean, it was a wall-eyed vision, like you couldn't really see a whole lot and there was more implied than there was acting. Actually, shown in that particular instance, but what they how they showed it was like very artistic and very well done. I thought.
1: Yeah, you saw people going for attacks, um, and,
0: I, and, and we're talking about the gore scenes. Oh God,
1: Whew, the gore.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, and as far as the the gore scenes, I mean, there was several good ones. Like whenever the the daughter was like puking up the maggots or whatever, the black mass of bugs or what? whatever, and then she was like chewing on the glass later. Um, that was, uh, kind of a nod to the Fede Alvarez remake. Although in the remake, there was a scene of like this chick, like, uh, legitimately like cutting her own tongue with a piece of glass, like, and you could see it like splitting as she went. So, I mean, I feel like that the gore was a little bit more amped up in the remake than in this one, but it's fine. I mean, I didn't need it to be that bad. I do like the reverse shine they did in this movie where they they were actually in the elevators that filled with blood yeah just released all the blood to the you know once it opened up that was pretty cool uh
1: how excited were you when you saw that because as soon as i heard Um, the ding i was like here comes the blood
0: (laughs) well i kind of had it spoiled a little bit because i was on uh and i didn't mean to but i was like just scrolling through facebook and like one of the groups i'm in somebody mentioned they were like uh elevator with blood and i was just like Are you back?
1: I'm back. Yeah, I could I could hear you. I heard elevator with blood, and then okay. I was like, and then it went out. <laughs> I was like, what? What did you see? Okay. What did you hear? <laughs>
0: um, no. What I was saying is, I just saw somebody mention that there's an elevator of blood, and I was like, um, okay, you know, and, and I think they might even said The Shining, so I was completely waiting for that scene whenever it happened. And oh, it didn't ruin it. I it just I was I was prepared for it. Um, I did want to discuss some things, though, because, I mean, before we, you know, I mean, I don't know how much more we're going to do with this. Uh, you know, as far as the, I love the Thresher scene, though, at the end, we're going to keep talking about the gore, because that's a good way to dead that. Yeah. When her head was left or whatever, and they had that funny line where she was like, uh, she was like, you you look like mother, and then, she's like, <laughs> fuck you, and she basically kicks the head into the Thresher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that scene where she's got the chainsaw or she's got the shotgun and she pulls an ash where she looks at the, like the of like, and that too, like the whole mass of bodies with all the limbs and everything coming after. And because that's not been in any of the movies so far. It's like, you know, uh, come get some or whatever. It was like a total ash line that they put yeah. in. Um, good nod back to the originals. But um, so. What are your thoughts on the acting in the movie? Because I bring that up because I've seen some complaints online saying that the actress who plays, you know, like the, the mother who becomes possessed, everybody thinks that she did a fine job and she was good. But they said that the final girl is flat in her delivery. I didn't feel that. But mm. I just want to know what your opinion was.
1: I have to disagree. Yeah, I don't think she was flat at all. I mean, she, she came to get help. And here she is, doing the helping. She like, can you imagine? Like, I even if I was prepared to go defend my sister, I couldn't do what she did. I don't think. I think I would become a deadite in a moment's time. I, not intentionally. It just, I don't think it would work out that way. Um, but in terms I think of that delivering, they're trying in,
0: to imply that she doesn't like. I think they're trying to imply that she doesn't, like, react as, like, much as she, as somebody in that situation should, like, freaking out and everything. I, I mean, what is that going to do? I feel like she gave enough of the freak out in her, like, facial performance.
1: Yeah, facial definitely. She didn't scream. Yeah, I mean, she didn't go crazy. She didn't lose her mind. She looked more defeated before she was defeated, you know? Like, how yeah, how am I, I supposed mean, to deal with this? You
0: could tell that she was in a bad place in her life and, and and that sort of thing. You could tell that she was in a bad place and that she was just dealing with the shit as it came to her. And I, I don't know. I didn't get that feeling. I thought that she did uh, actually a pretty good job. I mean, if anything, I feel like the only character in the movie that kind of hit me as flat uh, was probably the daughter, if anything. Like, I felt like she didn't really give as much of a reaction as I felt like she should have.
1: The youngest daughter?
0: No, no, she was fine. I'm talking about the one that gets uh, infected or whatever with the tattoo.
1: Oh, 100%. She was by far the flattest. I mean, it wasn't the worst acting. I think it came to when it came, but it felt like it was more of a struggle for her than it was for everyone else to do their job, basically.
0: Yeah. um, And then the the son in the movie um who's a transgender actor um i felt like that he did a really good job uh, you know conveying you know the fear and everything and, and and was probably one of the the better actors in the movie outside of the mom but um i don't know you might you you brought it up um uh, discuss kind of the controversy that's came up over the fact that they uh, about this transgender actor
1: um well, I didn't one i didn't know that this boy was originally a girl and that they're, you know, tr- they're transgender. So they are, you know, turning into a boy, a man, if you will. Um, And they didn't make it a big deal in the movie, I feel. Like we we mentioned, nothing about this felt woke. Um, I think it's fine to have a transgender in a movie. It's not the first time that it's happened. And th- I think they did a really good job. Now, there are people out there that are... And when you and I are go woke, go broke. We, we say that. We've said it before and we mean it. But, like, we're not going to boycott a movie over it in terms of something that's just, I guess, naturally occurring. Like, this just happens to be someone they put in the film that is transgender. But they didn't say, hey, how's your transition going? Or how are the pills treating you? Nothing. It was literally just a boy. Now, granted, a feminine-looking boy, in my opinion. I didn't care. You know, it's fucking Los Angeles.
0: Sounding. That was the thing that threw me.
1: You know, I didn't get that at all. But I also thought this was a kid. Like, I didn't think yeah. this was a man by it, any means. I,
0: yeah, I think that's what added to it was the fact that the kid, that the person was supposed to be younger. So that helped like the, the you know, more feminine sounding voice. It wasn't, it was distracting that it brought me a movie, but I heard it, I'm like. That's a little, you know that part, and like, yeah, I mean, whenever I saw it later, I'm like, okay, that explains it to a degree, but 100% agree with you. They didn't bring up anything about the transition, they didn't bring up anything about any of that stuff. And um I'll give you an example. I mean, even so, there's a movie that came out a few years ago, maybe in 2019, called I think it's Assassination Nation, and like one of the characters that is transgender. And it's, it's a point in the movie and they actually bring it up. I mean, but they don't bring it up in the sense of making a political point out of it. It actually fits the context of the movie because, um, what's happening in that is that the, um, is, is that the, everybody's like information has been like leaked on social media. And so like people start like killing because like their worst secrets are out there and like, you know. for everybody to humiliate them with, and like the transgender character in that has been sleeping, you know, with the uh, like some of the football players, or at least one of them. And you know, of course, the football players, you know, not wanting to seem like they're less macho and all that, you know, or hey, they, you know, they, uh, their their whole thing is they, you know, uh, they on the attack against the character and try to kill them. And it actually makes con- you know sense in the context of the movie. So I really had a problem with that. And I don't have a problem with a transgender in this movie. I don't understand. I mean, if they were preaching to us, yes, that would be stupid and and it doesn't even fit the plot of the movie, but they don't even mention it. It's like not brought up at all.
1: Yeah, so i I can't believe I've heard that people are walking out of the theater shouting, "Go woke, go broke. Now, is this just people making it up to make it seem like we're not accepting a transgender? In the film, it's possible because that has happened before where it's like you want to show how, um, you know, intolerant people are, especially on a specific side of the political field. You want to be like, oh, yeah, they're the worst and they're just walking out of this film and blah, 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 especially over the whole Budweiser controversy. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. But here's the thing is like if you're. You're welcome to do that for how you feel. Other people are allowed to do that too. Fine, whatever. I think it's dumb. In this case, if it really happened, I don't think there's any reason for anyone to be like, "Oh my god, this movie's so woke." I'm gonna, I'm gonna boycott this film. Um, that's your loss, homie. At this point, because it's actually a really good movie, and they they don't really address it. Now, I might have had the wool, you know, the curtains over my eyes. And not known I thought the girl was a trans was a, was a boy that was transitioning to a girl which is funny so uh and I'm completely wrong about that allegedly so. so
0: that's that's the point that I saw actually whenever I was in uh scrolling through Facebook is that somebody made the point you know uh, it's that it's a woke movie they mentioned the fact that it has all like you know it's it's mostly a female cast, uh, you know and uh, with the leads especially don't have a problem with, but you know they, they're trying to make a comment theirs uh, the person was. And then they mentioned that both the son and the daughter looked like they were trans you know like transgender. Um, and I can see that complaint, but like again, it's never addressed in the movie. And a, and, and just like I t- told you in like the discord chat whenever we were talking about it, it's set in California. Yeah. I, I mean, it. you know, to see, you know, kids that are, you know, like maybe, or because the person mentioned that they both look non-binary, that kind of makes sense for that area. I mean, I, or at least if it's taking place nowadays. I mean, wh- whatever you want to think about that, good or bad, I feel like especially Los Angeles, like they're the ones that are, really into this stuff right now. So I mean I I feel like if there's any, you know, like if they're going to show youth from that area then that that might be the the look that that they would have.
1: Yeah, and I just want to put out there that and you you guys have witnessed this, these different transformations on me. Uh I have had shaved hair, short shaved. I've had a boy haircut before. I've had purple hair. Don't think I've had blue. I've had pink hair. I've had different colored hairs. You would think that would make me look like I'm part of the LGBT, ABCD, <laughs> group, you would also think that maybe I was trans or had any kind of indications. And I had done this years, all years ago. And it's so funny because it's like, I've done that. And it's not that I'm not an ally or anything. I'm just kind of neutral on it. It's like, okay, well, this is what you are. That's cool. Like awesome. Because to me, you're just a person. I'm not going to be like, Oh, you're gay. That's so cool. Oh my God. Like I, That's awesome. I'm (laughs) just going to be like, oh, cool, you're gay. Awesome. Uh, Would you want to go for lunch? You know, like, uh, I don't care what your preferences are. And if you're proud of it, that's wonderful. Um, I find it hard to be proud about anything nowadays because somebody wants to knock you down for it. So whatever. But, yes, California is very known for their women that have boy haircuts and all of our different peacock color hairs, you know, hair colors and everything. And it's so funny because... Right, right away you think, oh my God, they're you know part of the gay community or something like that, and that's not necessarily true. Um, But that's just, I guess, what we look like. I don't know. We're just all just a we're just a big peacock, gay loving state. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like it's more the fact that so kids tend to fall trends where mm-hmm. they you know I mean you know they, they all want to feel unique but at the same time they all want to fit in and, it, and it's weird it I is mean, everybody's been there in high school and so I mean California more so than any other place has got all that stuff going on yeah so for like kids to fit in they, they start dressing like their peers and and it's a thing I mean it's just you know
1: it really is uh, it's it's the thing to be gay right now gay bi um non-binary I don't know all of that stuff it's really in right now and it's just goes to show how the mind thinks how you think you have to do that and I'm bringing this up in in kind of a sensitive way but I'm not sensitive about it but hear me out for a second I have a son who's been recently diagnosed with autism and this is why I'm bringing this up is because he just has his brain works differently and he He wants to be a people pleaser, but he also he goes with what makes him feel good and only what makes him feel good. And he doesn't care if it makes other people uncomfortable. He that is how he is in his human form. Whereas the rest of us that think that we have a normal functioning brain, we are not autistic. We're the ones who think, oh, my God, I have to do this. I have to be this weight. I have to look like this. Um, You know, we have all these social pressures, if you will. Even into our age, we can't age, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we let that affect us in one way or another. As someone is affected by something in terms of a social issue or image issue, whether they think it or not, whether they think they care or not. But then you have, I have this kid, and he's like, like, Nona's like, oh, why don't you, my daughter, who's very, you know, it going through that right now in high school. Oh, you can get both your ears pierced. He's like, I don't want to get both my ears pierced. It's like, oh, you can do this. And well, I don't want to do that. And he's like, no, I, I'm, a, I'm a boy. She's like, you can think like how you want to. He's like, I know. And I'm a boy. And it's that's just, he doesn't care. And he's not being insensitive to the fact of how my daughter is. That's just how he is. And we need to kind of be a little bit more understanding of people are allowed to think how they want to. If you want to follow the trends, that's fine. That, you do you, but if anyone else isn't, you need to fucking leave them the fuck alone, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that 100%. Also, the fact that, I mean, we have a real bad problem, at least here in the States, and I feel like we're the worst ones for this from what I understand from other countries and what I've heard from other countries, that um, you, you're not allowed to, I mean, if you, you you're not allowed to think – uh, anything, you know, outside of, you know, whatever's considered, you know, culturally appropriate and all that. I mean, you know, there's, and and it's kind of stupid because the sense that, I mean, you, you can think however you want to, I mean, yeah. you don't have to sit there and harass people <clears throat> or, or hurt them or anything like that, but you're entirely, you know, uh, I mean, obliged to your own opinion. So, I mean, there, you know, and, and it's the problem with people coming in there and saying, well, you can't think this or you're this way or you're this or you're that. And it's like, no, I'm entirely entitled to my opinion. I mean, it might not be the right one, but, I mean, you don't have the right to tell me how to think, you know, and I, and I don't have the right to harm you. So it, it works both ways.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's becoming a little <laughs> crazy. And, it, you know, it, like I said, going back to the film, because that was a tangent, is they did... I think they did a good job of including, yes, this is in California, this is how it is. Um, it is. Uh, there's there's no lie at all detected. Um, but I think they did a good job of not shoving it down your throats or anything, you know? It was very natural, and I think that's kind of how things should be. Just, like, let it be natural. You know, let's not force anything on anyone. Um, what this movie did to me, however, was force fear down my throat,
0: um <laughs> like an eyeball just shoot like an, up and yeah, spit right in your throat. Into
1: my throat, Ooh. uh down the throat hole. It was not a good time. Uh God, there was a little bit more I wanted to go over. I wanted to discuss very briefly, uh, before, you know, because I know we're getting to the end of this, and this was getting towards the end, a couple of things. Uh, the hallway. The hallway was the hallway from hell. I'm on the hallway to hell, okay? They need to make a song of that. Um, the deaths that were involved in that hallway through the people um, and the child dying that fucking got me
0: yeah that was the one that died right in front of the yes. camera if I remember right and
1: then just remained dead in front of the doorway uh, the entire time
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> just in the background you know just, just hanging out just
1: laying there
0: um, oh. one thing that's One thing that's related to that hallway from hell, uh, which is another complaint I've heard, and I want your thoughts on this, is uh, there's complaints out there saying that the movie about the midway point around the time that the hallway deaths occur, and then right after that, they say that there's nothing that really goes on in the movie for a good bit before the end, ramps things up again, and then finishes out. I don't agree with that. I feel like it it does a pretty good job of uh, establishing some, you know, like the the, uh, it, you know, you go back in there and you have the main character, the final girl hearing the lore that, you know, the, of, the, that, of what went on and, and all that. Um, the only complaint I would have about it is I feel like they could have, if they would have restructured the story a little bit and had her, like, like, somehow got the lore before that, then then there wouldn't have even been the lull time that there was because they jumped right into it and then they, they had that moment and then they were, like, kind of there uh, you know, and then they're like, well, we didn't establish lore, so let's add it in. You know, and and I feel like it worked fine, but at the same time, if they restructured it and had all the lore established first, then they would have never had that downtime. But I think the biggest complaint people are saying is that the deadites, you know, outside in the hallway. Uh, Just kind of sat out and cooled down for a bit for, you know, just so the exposition could happen. And then like, you know, and then start ramping things up against once once it was delivered. So what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I'll agree that, yes, the deadites were just well, they weren't deadites yet. I think they were just meat sacks um, not being used for anything at all. Which is fine, because she didn't need them at that point. She, I say she about the fucking demon. Like, you know, she is a she. Who knows what the fuck it is. It might identify as a male. Who knows? Might not identify as anything. Um, but anyways, moving forward, uh, I think that she knew that, one, there's another demon in the house. And it's, it's coming to fruition. Uh, which was the daughter turning into, which, by the way, brings up another point. Who the fuck during something like this who separates well white people that's for sure they were white so but they separated I would not as the aunt would not let those kids out of my fucking sight you're gonna stay by me oh I gotta go listen to this real quick um y'all motherfuckers just just I know she didn't want to have them hear it but she was using headphones
0: well, yeah, you you have a point about the headphones, but also I think she was afraid that when she listened to that, that there would be more demonic stuff happen, and she was afraid it would be centered around the record. At least that's a context I got yes. in, the, in, in the movie. I understand so that, but, like, what she, if it
1: didn't? What if it happened where the kids were?
0: Well, that's true. I mean, but, you know, it's that you have fair points but at the same time within the context of the movie trying to put yourself in the 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 character's point of view i think she was assuming that that it was somehow centered around the the book and and all that stuff was around her and then if she kept the kids as far away as she physically could which is in the room because i mean they they did a good job of establishing they were trapped in the place they were at there was no no real escape from where they were at yeah
1: um and I don't know what she would have done uh, once she um, found out that the middle daughter was possessed. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like you can you can't kick her out uh, and they can't kill her. I don't know. It, there is so much desperation in this film uh, that I was feeling the entire time. Um uh what else did I want to bring up? Um the hallway. We talked about the kid dying in the hallway. They did use those bodies when the time was necessary. Uh it I thought it was creepy when they're all screaming Dead by Dawn. That was Yeah, which cool. is a
0: very good callback to the original series as yeah. well. So I
1: didn't like that. Uh okay, there was a cat in the film, and you knew I was gonna bring it up. Um yes. the, cat, uh, the cat does not die in the film. The cat has a very short cameo in the film, just so everybody knows. Uh the kitty also does not have a name. I have named him if I can scroll down to where I was at. Oh,, there, yes, there he is, right there. Um, he's Clifford Posbury, and uh, this is his first uh, acting gig, And he did a great job.
0: Um, if you're going to go to the hallway stuff, there's one thing that I want to mention. They mm-hmm. kept setting up that that one room was locked off. Oh yeah, and 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 we never see the room. That was oh. my one one aggravation. It's like what's fuck's with you. in there? What is
1: in that room? It had been condemned for I don't know how long, but it, it did have a fire escape. They said something yeah. about that room would lead them to the fire escape, but why did they? You know why? Why did they block it off? Um, so that I don't know. Well, I we already know. What happens at the end, which we'll get to that here in just a moment. Do you think there's any possibility that when the demon dug its claws into the um, ant's stomach to try to go for her baby, which that was sick when it was listening to the heartbeat? Like it was mm-hmm. a sonogram. Oh, my God, that was fucking.
0: And then and then it makes the mention that she does the classic line from Henrietta, you know, from the original series saying, I'll swallow your soul. But then she hears the beat and she's like, I swallow two, two souls. souls or whatever. Yeah.
1: Um. Do you think there's a chance that that baby could be affected now that she's literally sunken her claws into it? That's an well, intentional that's what... infection.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, with the scraping scene, even if it didn't infect the mom, I wonder if it got to the kid. That's that's yeah. my biggest concern, you know.
1: Because it looks like, according to the end of the movie, which, by the way, the beginning of the movie, I'm going to say it now because we're getting to the end. The beginning of the movie is at the cabin. It's a short, I don't know, couple minutes, kind of setting up what happened, what it, the, what spot. this led to. Yes, it was so good. And this is, this is what happened after after what happened at the apartment scene so we establish this is the end result at the very beginning of the film the movie was so good in its horror and fear and its lore and everything that was involved I completely forgot about what happened at the beginning of the film until it returns again and you see the girl which by the way folks this is the end where she's okay the hallway to hell is one floor of the building and it has been affected entirely but no other floor has been affected so while all this shit is going on all the floors below well I don't know what floor this room I think it was the 13th floor that they were on
0: they were on the 13th floor, yeah. yeah
1: um so all the floors below and above were not affected although I would say the floors above would be affected because they can't use the fire escape anymore um
0: Uh, on one side of the stairs because the stairs have fallen down. Like on the 13th,
1: they have collapsed and everyone below must not have heard anything that was going on. Um, or didn't care. I don't know. Anyways, So they weren't affected. The shotgun
0: blasts were the only ones that that wouldn't have made any sense. But it's L.A., so when they hear guns, I guess they just have to tune them out. Yeah,
1: and this looked like a pretty shitty part considering (laughs) that garage. But anyways, so we see somebody from the apartment building uh, excited to go to her party, which was the scene, the first scene of the film. Uh, It wasn't much of a party, but whatever. And she's on her way to pick up her cousin, and she notices all the gore. And then, big shocker. The demon rapes her in the mouth. So mm-hmm. he's found a new meat sack. Uh, so that's where we're at with this. Um, I don't know what point I was getting to other than explaining the the end of this. But uh, the fact that I feel like that demon really could have affected more people in that apartment building. Like a mass of people.
0: So they have many places they can go, A, the book is still in the building. The book was still oh the yeah out of it. Um, the, wherever they went to with the cabin is now infected. That area is, yes, is, which could be the cabin. It could be how he had actually got to the cabin in the remake. That could be what they were setting up with that. Um, and, or, or something similar. Although in that one, they established that the guy had found the, the, the Necronomicon while he was out. So that could be a wholly different thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they've got like the setup wherever the cabin's at has been fact as an area where the demons are at now. They've got the whole high rise that the original was in that, that could have all kinds of stuff affecting it. Uh, and then um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's multiple places they can take it from here and then they could always work it back in the ash versus the evil deads. Cause to my knowledge, they're still in the same universe. And to go one further, Ramy has can, has, has said in the past that dragged me to hell, which he is working on a remake to or not a remake, but a continuation of uh, that takes place in the same universe as the Evil Dead movies. Wow! So we'll see if that ties in somehow to this.
1: Yeah. Um, you also mentioned the the multi body, if you will the 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 the, the blob. abomination. As it yeah. Were. yeah. Um, and were you, uh, several movies have been brought up and video games actually for that thing. I was thinking the thing.
0: It, it, I thought the thing as well. It yeah. just it looked like something from that movie. Yeah.
1: Um. There was oh god, I forgot what um what page it was, and I'm not even going to try to look for it right now. Um, bloody horror, disgusting or bloody disgusting horror. There we go.
0: Bloody disgusting. Yeah.
1: And uh, there's a page on Facebook. I don't think you're on it. At least not the one that I'm on. But anyways, um, they they had a picture of it and people were talking about a specific video game and i was like i've i've never actually even heard of the video game so anyways
0: it just came out within like the past year i believe it was and it and, and a lot of people there's been several evil dead video games but like this new one is like really it's been like i think like Raimi and and uh, Campbell and Tappert, who are the ones that are the producers over all this stuff, you know, and ones that created it originally, they have all came out, I think, in like uh, in support of the game, like saying that it you know it, it matches up with their vision, so it got a lot of cred that way and and it, and a lot of people have have been, you know seem to have enjoyed it for what it was,
1: yeah, oh God, um, I don't know. That I have anything else for this film? Oh wait, yes I do. The last thing I want to discuss that I could think of at the moment is: can we talk about how the how the actresses look like each other? The girl at the beginning who was infected, the infected mom, and then the mom's sister. I think they did a really good job with casting. Although I don't know why the girl uh, at the the lake party would have to look like any of the other two.
0: That's that's your racism showing you ah! to white people's faces apart.
1: <laughs> no, the sisters they, they did, looked... They,
0: they did, look very similar. I will agree with that. Yeah,
1: the sisters look like sisters. They didn't look like... Because sometimes you get sisters that look... Or brothers that look just too much like each other. And it's like, wow, again, no DNA test necessary. But sometimes you get a brother and sister or a sister and sister, vice versa, that look just enough like each other that it's like, well, they're definitely related. And these two look like they were definitely related, even though they're not. Now, the girl at the beginning... It's like they had a thing... My theory about it was the skinny face looks—you look more gaunt when you're possessed if you're skinny enough.
0: Yes, yes, it, it's kind of like your your body's rotting and you get that decrepit, like you know, like your 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 flesh is shrinking in type look or whatever.
1: Hmm. Um. Anyways, yeah, that's that's all I have. Do you have anything else?
0: Um, I was just going to go over the trivia that's on IMDb. <laughs> some of it's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> Let's do it.
0: So the film was originally meant to release exclusively through HBO Max via direct to video streaming or direct to streaming, but it performed so strongly during test screenings that's why they decided to release it theatrically instead.
1: Oh, thank God! Because I, I um, seen this in the safety of my house wouldn't have had the same effect.
0: <laughs> no, it was, it was way better on the big screen. Uh, they used seven or one thousand seven hundred twenty gallons of fake blood in this movie.
1: Ooh, okay. What movie have we watched recently where they used a shit ton of blood and we were like, yeah, it was a Friday, not Friday, A Nightmare on Elm Street, wasn't it?
0: Nightmare on Elm Street, yes, because of the scene with Johnny Depp.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: Funny you say that because this movie was, if you noticed, a New Line Cinema movie.
1: I did not notice that. uh,
0: And also, when the teenagers came to uh, ask the uh, daughter if if she wanted to join them, they were getting ready to... uh, to have a freddie marathon if, uh, you, if you didn't catch that i did
1: catch it. that yes and i was like oh <laughs> shit i just did that
0: yep i thought that was pretty cool um so it was shot in chronological order which we've established from the devil and daniel webster that like that that hardly ever occurs like you know most movies it's like you know they they shoot out of sync to whatever you know they can get at the time whatever's convenient when the actors or with as far as the locations available. But in this one, apparently they shot it. how you see it in the movie is how they shot it. So,
1: wow. That's it's, and it's not common.
0: No, it's not common at all. Um, the pizza place in the movie is called Henrietta's, you know, calling back to the character from evil dead Two. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, On, let's see, the Extra Vision podcast, uh, Lee Cronin, the director, uh, revealed that all the characters' names were named after actors that had previously appeared in the Evil Dead series.
1: Ah, yes, there was a Bruce in there for sure, Um, although Mm -hmm. I don't know who Danny was because Danny was was the transgender boy.
0: That might have been the name. I've not looked at the Evil Dead cast in a long time, but that could be the guy who has, like, the eyeball in his mouth or whatever in the first movie and, like, the blonde-haired guy that turns into the demon right after that.
1: Let's take a look uh, real quick. Let's see if it shows me. Down here. While you're
0: looking that up, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, that he also revealed that the name of the whole, the, the building that they that movie takes place in is called the Mond, M-O-N-D-E, and that's an anagram for demon. Oh shit! I did um, not know it's that. The only evil dead fi- it's the only Evil Dead film not to film or not to feature the 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 that Sam, which is Sam Raimi's old car that he's had in every single thing that he's filmed, including the terrible uh, Multiverse of Madness movie, the Doctor Strange movie. I say terrible because I didn't enjoy it, but some people did.
1: Yeah, which is funny because in this apartment building that that car would have sat just fine.
0: Yeah, and the car that they had that the family was driving almost looked like it was some take on that, but like a more um, station wagon version of it or something. It had yeah, the same coloring and all that.
1: Yeah, like I feel, I feel like that car could have fucking easily rammed through that gate, but then they probably risked fucking blowing the radiator or something, and they just couldn't take that risk. So yeah,
0: it it, it barely started. So that's th- true. It, it kind of made sense. The
1: fact that it started genuinely surprised me. I'm gonna say that.
0: Yeah, most movies they don't. Yeah, so that's that's a good point. Uh, it, the director did confirm that the cat survived, so yes. there you go, folks.
1: Uh, I also got confirmation that he would never harm an animal in a film, allegedly. But oh, I guess he wasn't part of the remake. Sam Raimi would not hurt an animal, but Sam Raimi was only a producer on this. He wasn't like uh,
0: Sam Raimi's been a producer for like most of this stuff for a long time because producing, like, they literally have to do nothing other than sign you know the rights. Because uh, they own the rights. They just have to say, okay, you can play in my universe. Just give me money. That's all they have to do.
1: Okay, but what about Bruce um, Campbell? Uh,
0: he's the same. He's, he's, uh, he, I guess because he worked with, I mean, was in all the previous movies, Raimi, he like gave him, him and Rob Tappert are both like producers along with Raimi. They're like, the, if you want to say co owners, so they do the same thing. It's like, if you want to do anything Evil Dead, uh, even if it doesn't involve Bruce specifically, like he gets a cut of it. That's um, awesome. Which is cool for him.
1: Yeah. And not only that, but I bet you he owns Ash. Like he just owns it. I bet you that's just, you know, like there's no, like even, I bet, I wonder if Sam Raimi even has, I'm sure he has some rights to it because obviously it's his creation, but I'm pretty sure he's just like, here you go, Bruce, because this is you, because you made Ash, you know?
0: Yeah, um, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's he made the character. So, uh, funny thing is, he was actually uh, even though he wasn't in this movie, his voice was. He was one of the uh, the priest that was in the background during the recording, saying, "Destroy it." It's called the Book of the Dead for a reason. So, that actually is in the movie.
1: awesome. I love it. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the the female version of Ash in this in this movie? I thought she was amazing.
0: I thought she was cool. Now they now if you go back and watch the remake, they did establish another female version of Ash in the remake mm-hmm. and the actress was good in that uh, and she actually was a dead for most of the movie which was a change on everything. She was the dead in the basement yep. that they had to fight throughout the entire movie and then like she overcame the corruption. I guess she's like the second car- character outside of Ash that did But um, the actress, for whatever reason, didn't want to be typecast as one of those, you know, (laughs) all that bullshit. And so she never went on to do anything major afterward. And then that that killed their plans for, like, making her the, like, you know, they would not going to make her a new Ash because they actually were talking about she was going to be like actually meet Ash in a future film or at least a TV show. But yeah. The actress didn't want to come back, so it killed all their plans. And so now with this new actress, as long as she's cool with it, she could be the one that like, you know, is the established, you know, like, alt, you know, like alt Ash or whatever that's going forward. So, yeah.
1: This movie um, wasn't very girl powery like- despite having a ton of girls in it.
0: um i think this is cool the director uh whenever he said that that was bruce campbell's cameo said that uh and this is canon because i mean he's saying it uh that actually could be ash himself saying to destroy the book because ash you know does time travel
1: oh yeah
0: so that could have been ash in the back of the recording so we actually could have got ash in the movie that way oh
1: my god
0: um Let's see. Uh, two, 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 two. Uh, it's the, the the second film in the Evil Dead series to be shot in 239.1 and the first in the series to be filmed in Panem Vision or Anamorphic. The previous installment, Evil Dead 2013, was filmed in uh, 239.1 using spherical lenses, while the original trilogy uh, directed by Sam Raimi, which also serves as uh, executive producer, was shot in the spherical 1851. So it's, it's going along the same, like, but it, uh, but they had a lot of uh, Sam Raimi flourishes in this movie, so that's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A lot of the stuff we've already covered, anyways. Talking about the throwbacks. Yeah. Uh. Yep. They're even talking about how the the cords wrapping around are the same as like the tree rape scenes in the previous movies. They avoided the rape scene, but they
1: really didn't. Like there was innuendo.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it, it. It was it almost implied that it was getting it to happen, but it didn't. Yeah, it says from the uh, aside from the obvious tide of blood coming from the elevator, there are other references to Kubrick's The Shining at the beginning of the movie. There is a fast flight through the woods, which is the drone, which was a pretty cool, thing. yeah, uh, just like the one used in the original Evil Dead movies and series to symbolize the movement of the demonic entities. In one moment, it flies over a lake very similar to the beginning of The Shining. Later, when Ellie is left outside the apartment, Beth uh, is holding the entrance door. Very similar as Jack Nicholson does when Shelley Duvall uh, locks him up in the pantry. The same shot from the bottom to the top is used. So I guess there's a few more uh, shining references in this movie than what we initially caught. Yeah. Uh, when, let's see the Dead by Dawn reference to Evil Dead Two. Uh, the tree surgeon truck is named Fonda's. Possibly as a nod to Bridget Fonda, who appeared as Ash's girlfriend in the opening sequence uh, in Army of Darkness. Oh, God. So that's cool. Yeah. Unlike the previous film, Set in the Cabin in the Woods, this one was shot in the city, and the protagonist is not Ash. Well, we know that. And then Beth, uh, some of these are just, like, points that people make. And then Beth, as well as David from the 2013 remake, are uh, are the only protagonists to not lose a hand in the fight against evil. Yeah. Uh, Which... David is, I mean, he, David from the remakes, not the final person. And, and in fact, the, the girl in that one who becomes like the ash-like figure, she does lose her hand. So I don't know that. I don't know if they, I would agree about protagonists because David is a protagonist, but he gets killed right before the end. So, and then the, and the girl like gets her humanity back. And then she does actually lose a limb in that movie when she's fighting like this abomination from hell that rises up, which a lot of people I've heard to complain that movie is that it goes that route at the end. I loved it. It's like, it starts raining like blood, you know, because like the world is ending and like this thing rises up from the ground and it's like called the abomination and she has to fight it. And that's when she has her ash moment. But, um, a lot of people complain because the rest of the movie doesn't play out anything like that. And it's more like grounded except for, well, I mean, the demonic stuff, but I mean, it's grounded in the sense that there's no hope for anybody. And like that one, just like, you know, it skews into the more heroic stuff. And this one kind of does the same thing at the end, but I loved it whenever she like picked up the chainsaw. I'm like, finally, we're getting back, you know, yeah. to the, the female ash in this scene. So,
1: yeah, but, um, you know, I will say this. She yes, she got the. Maybe she felt like she had defeated the situation, even though she had just got done listening to "It Can't Be Killed." Whatever. Um, I felt like she was. They were. They were too calm after that. Like there was no urgency to get the fuck out of there. Um, I wanted she, to get the fuck out of there. So
0: she did pick up the chainsaw, though, with the assumption that she was going to have to fight her way out of. So I mean that that at yeah. least was better because that's my biggest complaint. in A lot of horror movies is that. The, the protagonist just drops their weapon after they think they're done, and I'm like, keep the weapon. What's, it's not yeah. going to hurt you to have that in your hand in case something comes around. I mean, Bitch, you've seen you doing? this.
1: You know there's shit out there now. What the fuck? <laughs> and not only that, okay, like how do you think they would explain them walking out covered in blood?
0: Uh, the whole thing about it is is going to be hard, but the only thing – to their credit is I feel like any first responders are going to be busy other places because, I mean, that was a, I mean, it wasn't a big earthquake, but it was enough to cause some damage. So they were going to be tied up at other places. So that's I that's mean, true.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the movie before you kick out of here? So. No,
1: I uh, hope you enjoyed that spoiler review. Uh, like you, you need to go see it in the theater. If, if you get the opportunity or if you haven't, and if you can watch it again, good for you. I will uh, I I'll, I'll never see that movie again.
0: <laughs> are you going are you going to whenever we cover the Evil Dead series, you're going to at least watch the remake, and uh, yes. it's like this movie? Okay. Um, okay.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to. And I haven't seen it. So, I'm not I've not even heard comparisons between the two yet. So I'll I'll try to steer clear of that. The only thing I know about the, the 2013 remake is that the dog dies in it. But people were like, you know, look, like, it, yes, and you hear it suffering, but you don't see anything. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll just have to mentally prepare myself for that. That's what I'm most concerned about if you want to know where my head is, so...
0: Yeah, you know, you know, there's a company out there uh, and I can't remember the name of it. It's Angel something rather that like, you know, is a Christian company that like cuts out like nudity and like cursing and stuff like that in movies. They need to make a the <laughs> horror version of that where they cut out like the animal death scenes for yeah. like horror fans that can't deal with that sort of stuff. I don't <laughs> like I don't like it when there's death scenes like or animal death scenes in movies, believe me. Uh, that's the one complaint I have. I mean, this is a tangent, but like there's a movie called The Medium that that came out on Netflix. And, uh, there is a horrible scene in that movie where, uh, and I'm saying this as a spoiler so people can know where a dog, a little, a little, you know, lap dog gets like boiled alive and you (laughs) can hear it like, you know, screaming out as it's being, and I'm like, fuck this movie like this. I mean, and the worst thing is, and, and this, they, they threaten a baby the same way in the movie, right at the same time they're doing that the dog gets killed. And, and I was I hate to say it, but I was I was freaking out more about the dog. Yeah. Cause I was like I know they're Oil not going to the, do the baby. baby. I know they're not. They're not. I know they're not going to kill the baby, but they're going to kill this dog, like for the shock Yeah.
1: But, you know. Well, and, the, and now that begs to, the question: How did they get those dog screams? What did they do to get those doggy scream noises?
0: Well. I will say this, it's, and I can't remember the country. So I, you know, this sounds horribly racist of me, but it's, it's not Thailand, but it's like some, you know, it's closed. Oh God. Uh, They, they set up in the movie that, I mean, like one of the family members, you know is called a hypocrite because like she she owns a family pet but she serves dog meat like at her like little restaurant that she has because apparently they, they they eat dog there i mean you know that's the you know that that's what westerners you know make fun of about asian cultures is they eat cats and dogs yeah and you know and, and so like her family pets the one that gets like you know killed by the demonic possessed person because like you know she refuses to i mean like she's being a hypocrite about keeping one so
1: i mean but like don't farmers (laughs) eat hamburgers but still have cows and yeah they work they they're for milking and everything but like look at just saying you know it happens
0: uh, there's, I mean, it's 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 just a thing, and uh, I don't know, we'll have to, uh, I mean, I, I know, for instance, Cody always likes a good alert on uh, movies that have an animal death scene so he can avoid that, that movie or at least the part that's in it, so yeah, we'll ha- we always try to get the rut row if we can on, on these type of things.
1: Well, at the very end of this podcast, we're here to tell you the cat survives in Evil Dead Rise, <laughs> so you can watch it, Cody, you can watch it.
0: Yeah, you just get to see even a kid get killed in the movie. So there it's you fine. go. I mean, it's <laughs> fine.
1: The kid comes back to life. It's cool. It's cool. All
0: right, everybody. Join us uh, for the next podcast when we cover Nightmare 4 through 6. Uh, and with that, peace be with you.
1: And with your spirit.